BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Long Shots, VEASAN's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin. All right, welcome into Long Shots Masters Edition. Kelly Bidlin here with Wes Reynolds. We are, uh, let's see, not quite to the end of the second round here, but uh, almost there, Wes, almost there. We are bringing it to you right now, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern time, so Play has officially been called for the day in the second round. Uh, scheduled, as you just told me, scheduled to start back up at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah, this is, we usually do this, and it's called the After the Cut podcast, but we don't have a cut yet, of course, because yeah. we still have uh, <laughs> some golf left to play for the second round. Currently, two over par would get you in. It's low 50 in ties, by the way, and we've got two guys tied T50, JT Poston and one Tiger Woods uh, trying to make his 24th of 25 cuts. Has made every cut as a professional, by the way. The one he did miss, because Dave Ross pointed this out earlier today to me, is that he missed as an amateur his second time here. So I think there could be a chance that the guys at three could get over. That'd be my guess as where the cut is going to end up being. Yeah, I think you're right. That would anger me because I do have a missed cut bet on Billy Horschel, but uh, that would suck. Yeah, right now on the leaderboard, uh, you have Taylor Moore. I'll start with the guys one over par. So Taylor Moore, Siwoo Kim, Zach Johnson, Taylor Gooch, Keith Mitchell, Seamus Power, all one over par. Uh, And then you've got JT Post and Tiger Woods at two over par. Schwartzel, Billy Horschel, Stallings, Peters three over and then everybody four over or more. I, 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 it's kind of funny how few guys are actually right in right. that range of two to three. Wes, yes, you're, you're right. Uh, I guess I'm expecting three, but we'll see, man. I don't know about you, but I actually, there's, there's a lot, a few of those names I just named that I have bets uh, on, on or against. So this cut line actually mm-hmm. will be pretty important to where it ends up tomorrow. Yeah. And one note, by the way, uh, uh, Fred couples currently tied uh, T 38. He's one over on his round, even par through 17 through round number two. He is going to try to be the oldest player ever at the masters at 63 years of age. I, be- I believe he's 63 now uh, to go and make the cut the oldest ever in history. So he's got a big approach shot coming up on 18 and, uh, you know, Kelly, what's amazing about this leaderboard, and we we kind of thought that last night after round one, everybody that we, I think we realistically thought had a chance to win this thing was right in it, but there's a one notable exception, and that is Rory McIlroy, 77 a day, mm-hmm. five over par, no chance that Rory McIlroy is going to be out for the week or down for the weekend. So, you know, everybody, though, that we thought I think was a legit true contender to win this thing like there's some hey maybe if things go right this guy could win but in terms of the guys we really thought could win everybody looks like they are going to be around for the weekend 
Yeah, that is, that is a great point. Really, if you look at the guys who are on the chopping block right now, it's, uh, it, it's really kind of, yeah, every, everybody we expect. I guess the only other guy that kind of surprises me is Corey Connors. He's a guy yeah. who's coming in with some momentum, uh, thought was going to play well. I know a bunch of people had bets on Minwoo Lee. I'm not sure if you were one of them. Um, so, But I heard a lot of love for him coming in, so that might be a surprise to some. But, man, Tom Hoagie, maybe you could add to that list. But other than that, you're right, Wes. A lot of these guys yeah, were not guys that I really heard many people talking about all week. So, uh, yeah, might might not affect too many bets out there uh, as, as far as maybe, uh, you know, tournament matchups or anything like that. Yeah, not at all. So, uh, yeah, and I thought Connors was going to play better. I'm going to lose a matchup, actually, with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we'll see uh, what we can get out of it. Uh, I think in, I'm in more good shape in, like, placement markets than I am certainly on outrights. But at least, you know, having a couple lurkers. So, all all is not dead as of yet. Still having Morikawa in the house at six under. I think he's still very much in this. Uh, Jason Day was at nine under, looked like he was going to go to 10 and then double bogey yeah. 15 ends up at five under, but look still on the first page of the leaderboard. I still have Spieth up there on the first page. Cameron Young, we'll see what he can do on the back nine. He's probably going to need to at least pick up a couple because I feel like after 36 holes, even with Brooks Kepka sitting there at 12 under, and by the way, John Rahm is currently at nine under. So he's got his entire back nine. And that's why you see a DraftKings Brooks Kepka plus 140, John on Rom plus 190, and then it drifts all the way down to Colin Marikawa at 14 to 1, Victor Hovland at 16, Cam Young at 18. John Rom, look, you got to be thinking, okay, can I birdie the par fives? Because we talked about it on long yeah. shots, how important par five scoring is. It is vital, and, and you're going to get like 72% of your scoring output is going to be from the par five. So look, if Rom pars in, doesn't really make any mistakes and birdies the par five and can be one or two back, he's right in this thing because he's got to feel like, okay, I've kind of chased him. I've gotten some distance because when we were looking at it this morning, when Brooks Kepka had a five shot lead, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, that might be the line of demarcation, five or six shots where it's like, I feel like I can still go get him. But I think anywhere farther from that, it's like, okay, he's going to have to give one back or so, and I'm going to have to shoot three under or four under on Saturday and then, you know, to be within one or two of the lead. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and, you know, back to that par five point, it's, I mean, you look at Bruce Kepka's card today, five under on the day, all five strokes he gained, though, came on those par fives, an eagle on the eighth, and then three birdies. Uh, all his scoring came on the par five, so he sits there at 12 under. We'll go, we'll go uh, through the top of the leaderboard. Obviously, we've got him at 12 under, John Rahm at 9 under, like you, like you said. And then it's uh, Sam Bennett, the, the amateur in here at 8 yeah. under par, and then a drop-off to the guys at 6. Uh, Wes, we'll start right there. What have you made of the Sam Bennett kid so far? I played the wrong amateur because I said, hey, I think it's going to come down to two guys. It's going to come down to Sam Bennett or it's going to come down to Gordon Sargent, who's the NCAA champion, number one amateur in the world. Well, Gordon Sargent, way down there, nine over. He will not make the weekend. Sam Bennett, and and I was actually looking at this uh, earlier today, the last time that a amateur finished in the top 10 here at Augusta because they always have the low amateur and they have the presentation of mm-hmm. with the guy that wins the green jacket in Butler cabin. The last time that you had an amateur finish in the top 10 was Charles Coe in 1962. He was T nine, even par, and he was actually T two the year before in 1961. So you're talking low amateurs like Ben Crenshaw, Curtis strange, uh, 
uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, Matt Kuchar, Sergio Garcia, Hideki Matsuyama, Patrick Cantlay, Bryson DeChambeau, Victor Hovland, all guys who did win low amateur honors here at the Masters. Nowhere near the top 10, though. Yeah, wow. It, it's been incredible. I, I was kind of laughing watching him play yesterday. It was There was a couple times he backed away from putts and kind of gave kind of turn around and gave the crowd the look of like, you know, Hey, stop moving or stop taking pictures back there or whatever. It was, it was kind of, it was the shades of like the, the vet, the veteran move that from the guy who's been out on tour for 20 right. years. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like he's giving this death look to the crowd. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is a kid out there playing, playing with Scheffler and Hoba playing better than both yeah. of them. And out there giving that look to the crowd, man, I was impressed. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> was too. And look, uh, who knows how Rom will finish. I mean, maybe this kid, it's going to be in the final group uh, come the third round, but yeah, I, I've I've been I've been very impressed, and uh, you know I felt him and Sargent were going to battle for it. Of course, uh, Sam Bennett, by the way, the U.S. Amateur Champion, that is why he is in this field. So yeah, I'm looking at the stats, Kelly, and he has gained everywhere. He's gained around the green. Mm-hmm. He's gained putting. I think he's like seventh or eighth in strokes gained putting. He's gained on approach. He's gained off the tee. So that means, of course, he's gained tee to green. So two great rounds for Sam Bennett so far. Yeah, and just kind of looking at the stats, we're still, uh, uh, you know, Brooks Kapka number two, John Rahm number three in the field, T to green number one. If you're th- asking yourself, it is Scotty Scheffler wow. who was the. You know, the favorite coming yeah. into this thing or one of the favorites coming in here has lost over three and a half strokes putting to the field. That's how bad that putter has been. Uh, we've seen, I think, more reaction out of him this mm-hmm. week this week yeah. already than I've maybe ever seen out of him in, in a tournament. You can tell the frustration boiling over for him with the with the flat stick. And on these greens where where look, Wes, we heard a lot of people after yesterday's round saying these are the slowest these greens have ever played outside of that November yeah. Masters. From what everybody we're talking we're talking to reporters about afterward, and that's I think with some guys maybe Rory too to a degree. I think some guys that have, that have had a lot of experience on this course that has maybe messed with them. Yeah, the and and certainly uh, Tony Finau as well lost a lot on the greens in round two. Yep. So did Rory. So has Xander Shoffley. He still has a bunch of holes to play. So has Patrick Cantlay. But back to Scotty. Dead last in putting out of 86 players uh, today. Obviously, Jeez. some rounds still to be uh, completed, but minus 3.82 strokes gain putting in round number two. He was not quite dead last in round number one, but he was very close at minus 3.5. So you're talking about, I mean, over seven strokes, basically, in, in two rounds. That's <laughs> unbelievable for a defending champion. Yeah, it really is. So just a reminder, we're going to restart. Scheduled restart for tomorrow is 8 a.m. Eastern time. I'm looking at the weather right now. Uh, Interesting time for them to start because on my weather uh, app here, it says 98% chance of rain at that time tomorrow, Mm -hmm. uh, 50 degrees, and uh, you're going to have about 12-mile-an-hour winds. And if you scroll down the rest of the day, uh, it takes till you get to about 6 p.m. until you have anything less than 90% chance of precipitation that you're seeing. So... Uh, we might be in for a long wait this Masters. Uh, who knows if they're going to be able to get this second round completed uh, and what, what we're, however many holes we're squeezing in on Sunday. I was talking a little bit with Matt Brown about it earlier on the phone, Wes. Um, if we do get, actually, at this point, I, I think we almost have to assume we're getting extra holes on mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, 
a little bit of help to some of the younger guys in the field that can maybe, uh, you know, play some more marathon golf that might be required here to close yeah, this out? Yeah, it could be. And look, all these guys are used to that in college golf and in amateur golf, certainly. But, uh, you know, I think you're, you're, you're probably – I, I want to see how this is going to play out because at first glance it would be like, okay, I'm pretty damn happy, you know, to be done with my second round and, and not be on the course. But – there is also the other side to that is that guys that may have to play extra holes. It's like, okay, I've been out there, you know, I've been in the heat of battle and I haven't been, you know, waiting on the practice tee or the practice green. So, you know, guys can come in a little bit cold, so it can really work both ways. So I'll be interested to see, but, uh, uh, one thing that we are seeing right now, uh, this is the best I've seen Brooks Kepka hit his irons in a long, yeah. long time because I believe he is number one in the field. Coincidentally enough, Scotty Scheffler, number two. When do you ever see somebody number two <laughs> strokes gain ball striking and DFL for strokes gain putting? But that's where Scheffler finds himself in, 11 back of the lead right now. Also, Brooks Kepka, uh, very good with the putter uh, today. I think he's fifth right now with the second round still pending in terms of overall stroke gain putting. Number one, by the way, one Phil Mickelson. How about that? Not not yeah. a lot expected from lefty, and he's currently T10 right now. Yeah, that was a uh, – I had a missed cut bet on him. That one will not uh, turn out well for me. I will be hoping and praying that my Brooks Kepka outright does hold on. But uh, I'll probably be doing some – already doing some uh, – some hedging on that, mm-hmm. I think, a little mm-hmm. bit here tonight, uh, Wes, while I have an opportunity. Uh, right now, live odds, Brooks Kepka plus 140, John Rahm plus 190, dips down to 14 to 1 for Morikawa, 16 to 1 for Hovland, Cameron Young 18 to 1, Jordan Spieth 20 to 1, and then you are 25 or longer for everybody uh, beyond that point. I, I know this is a tough spot. We don't have third round matchups or anything like that to look at. Anything on the outright markets or top 20s or anything like that that you would be even considering adding possibly. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, what is your number cutoff? Because I know you're in very good position with the early Brooks Kepka ticket that you got a few months ago. What is your number cutoff at the end of round two? The well, I I think the the number cut off. What do you mean? I, well, in terms of under par, in terms of who do you think has a chance to win this thing? How far would you go down? Yeah, I'm I'm most oh oh as far as going down that yeah, yeah that's uh that's a great question. I would say, man, okay, so obviously that's going to take a bit of a slip up from Brooks, but if you get that, I, I don't think Brooks Brooks Kepker or John Rum you know combined are giving too much back to the field, so you almost have to be. Man, at least four on. Yeah, that's what that's about what you, I was thinking. I right, I don't think you can go much further down than that. Yeah. I think you're probably looking at your leader coming from somewhere from that four under or or better range. I, I think it's really hard to be asking anybody else to to uh to come up uh you know come up from beyond that. Sorry, Wes. At first, I thought you were asking me at what number was I going to yeah. need to uh, hedge off of my Kepka bet, which is <laughs> I'm just thinking very selfishly of. Right, that, right. No, I no, I get it because look, I'm oh, I'm God. looking at this right now too, and I've got about four lurkers in terms of an outright with Morikawa, Hovland, Young, or excuse me, uh, Morikawa, Young, Spieth, and Day. I do not have a position on Hovland, uh, but you know that. I think they still have a chance and we've seen leads blown at the masters before. And I think if the wind picks up, 
that's what you're going to want to look at because uh, Matt Humans and I on uh, VSIN tonight were discussing that last night in terms of who were good win players because he added a little small portion, I believe, of Shane Lowry last night. Mm, but yep. I, I think you do have to look at, look at some of these guys in the wind, uh, you know, in term in terms of how they play, you know, and obviously look at the guys that are, that are right there. And I went to our friends at Fantasy National. I don't know how much the wind is going to be, but. Uh, I went with the uh, windy AF. I will put it that yep. uh, conditions to see <laughs> who's really good in the wind. And in terms of the guys that are kind of up there, John Rahm, I think was like eighth over the last 24 rounds. Spieth seventh. Uh, you know, Finau's probably well out of it. So is Cantley, unless he has just a monstrous back nine. But those are the yeah. guys that you're kind of looking at a little bit here. So I, I think the leaders are obviously in very good position. Now that's true. I mean, we—it's a small list right now. That's four under or 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 or, or less. But that's you know, it could change. You're right. Like you're talking about a couple of those guys. Like they could. I mean, they're still got second round to play. They could end up after the second round at that spot of minus four or better. So well, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. There, it's going to be interesting. Um, the man, I, I think it's. Uh, I do think it's going to be tough for these guys. I guess to to uh, to catch the combination of Rom and Kepka. Right. Uh, at the top, but and I man, I think the that shows you how much respect the books still have for Rom, where he's plus one ninety mm-hmm. and three shots mm-hmm. off the lead, right? Yeah, <laughs> that look, is, look, that is look, incredible. Look, he was nine under uh, <laughs> oh, under his over his last seventeen holes in round one. This guy took a double bogey on the first hole, yep. and you know, still led the field tee to green. What was really encouraging, if you're a Rom backer, is how good he was in terms of his driver. Remember, he was near the bottom in terms of uh, off the tee, where he's usually always near the top three or top five, but he was almost dead last in Orlando of the guys that made the cut. He was only behind the amateur Gordon Sargent yesterday, which tells you what a nightmare that poor kid had on the greens yesterday. But but yeah, John Rahm gained on approach. He gained around the green, lost like a half a stroke putting, and still shot seven under. So yeah, you know, I think if you're John Rahm, you're thinking if I could birdie the last two or the last two par fives and be 11 under, Mm -hmm. if I'm one or two back, I'm like right there. And you got to feel totally confident that you're going to win this thing. Yep. I would, I would, I totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. As we wrap things up here, Wes, uh, let's put all our bets aside. When when we're, when we're talking on Monday or maybe late Monday or Tuesday, (laughs) the winner, the winner of the 2023 masters is, I know because I want to have wishful thinking here, but it is wishful thinking. I'm going to need some collapses and, you know, and I wouldn't mind if I can't win to you to, for you to hit yours. But, you know, my gut is telling me John Rahm is wearing the green jacket come Monday. Me too, buddy. Me too. It's that's what my gut is telling me as well. All right. Well, that's what we're going to do for us here. We just did a quick one here. We wish we could have given you more uh, with the cut and some third round matchups to look at, but not too much betting we can really offer right now. Thankfully, everybody is okay. I'm just seeing the replay again of that tree going down uh, on 17. That was a pretty scary situation. Reports, though, is everybody is okay after that. Uh, again, in a weather delay at the Masters uh, play will resume on Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Brooks Kepka with your three-stroke lead. I'll be rooting for him to stay there. But uh, Wes Reynolds and I think John Rahm might catch him. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. For Wes, this is Kelly. Have a good weekend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 